What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneyfit.com, click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Take a look around your house. What do you want to improve? What do you want to fix up? What do you want to repair? What do you want to build new? Call us right now and let's talk about it. 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Now, besides talking about home improvements, I want it to be very clear that we actually do occasionally pick up the hammer and the nails ourselves. I know this because Leslie is filled with pain from her weekend (laughs) pergola project. What did you build? It's a combination fence slash pergola. There's a new fence, partial overhang, a 10 by 10 slate patio, you know, digging and digging and aggregate and sand and tamping and leveling. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I have to tell you, when I work on while you're out or trading spaces, it's lovely to do things for other people. And it's nice to see the looks on their faces and to bring joy and design and just newness to their home. But to do something for yourself, you sort of feel like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't have time to do it for myself or I don't deserve a nice backyard. But darn it, I like it. And it looks gorgeous. Good for you. Now, are you a little harder on yourself uh, in terms of the quality of the workmanship than you are with the with the people that you do for trading spaces or, or while you're out? You know, it's kind of hard because when you're working on someone else's home, you really want to keep things perfect. And when you're working on your home and the rain comes down and your back is hurting, you're like, it's fine. (laughs) That's not me. If I'm working on somebody else's house, I say, can't see it from New York City. (laughs) We usually say on set, can't see that from our hotel room. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, that sounds pretty good. So it's a it's a fence and a pergola. So I guess that makes it a fence pergola hybrid. It's a fence gala. <laughs> exactly. Or so you've invented a new home improvement project. <laughs> well, listen, it's a great time to get outside and, and, and work on those improvement projects, whether it's a deck, whether it's a patio, whether it's a fence or a pergola or a fence gala like Leslie built. <laughs> Call us right now. Let's talk about it. one money pit We will give you the answer to your home improvement question and a chance at winning a great prize from Ryobi. That's right. We're giving away a Ryobi multitasket, and you won't have to wish for an extra hand anymore, and you won't have to bribe your friends to come over with beer or pizza. That's right, folks. You've got the extra hand with the multitasket. It's worth about 35 bucks, and if we answer your call on air, it could be yours for free. So call us right now, one eight 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 money pit Leslie, who's first? Susan from New Jersey is up next on the Money Pit, and you want to talk about metal roofs. What can we do for you? Hi, um... We own a split-level house with a walk-up attic and that we want to turn into a bonus room. We want to finish it off, 
And we were wondering if installing a metal roof will reduce the heating costs, um, will reduce the heat coming into the house um, and into that bonus room. Oh, I think absolutely. Yeah, you know, metal roofs today have special coatings that um, are very energy efficient, and they can reflect the UV rays back out. Which will keep things cooler. The old metal roofs that you think about that you might have had on the old farms and the old houses, you know, could act as heat sinks. But the new ones have these very high-tech coatings that prevent that from happening. So putting a metal roof on actually is a very energy-efficient thing to do. And in fact, it will actually qualify for energy tax credits. You know, there's there's this, uh, the Department of Energy has energy tax credits now that you uh, could qualify for. So if you put a metal roof on your house, believe it or not, you will qualify for a tax credit. Yeah, and they're so beautiful, Susan, these metal roofs. If you go to metalroofing.com, it's the website for the Metal Roof Alliance, and it gives you all the information that you would need about how to find a contractor in your area. It gives you different photos so you can choose all the different types of roofing that's available that are metal. It's a great choice, and it's really good-looking. I've got one more question about metal roofing, too. Um, what do you know about the noise factor? How, how noisy are metal roofs when it rains or if it hails? Has that improved over the years? I think it's not going to be any noisier than, a, than, a, uh, than an asphalt shingle roof because, uh, in, in general, when you think of a metal roof being very noisy, it's typically because it's over an unfinished space, you know, with no insulation and no drywall and minimal framing, such as you might see in a shed or a barn. But when you put it on a home and you put it on properly and with the new roofs and the new coatings, I don't think you're going to find it to be very noisy at all. Yeah, and you can even put the new metal roofs right on top of your existing roof shingles because they're so lightweight. So I think it would be super insulated below it and not very noisy at all. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Susan. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Ronnie in Florida's got windows on the mind, and it's a great time to address a window situation. What's going on? Well, we just moved into a new house, and they say all the windows are up to code, and they say that the windows, no matter what the color of the tint on it is, even though these are clear, it's, it has a 99% UV protection. Okay. So first off, A, how do I know it has it on there? And B, what does that mean, 99%? Does that mean the 1% will fade <laughs> <laughs> my stuff that much less, and, and do I have to put a piece of construction paper up there with with a leaf on it to see what kind of fading we're talking about? To see if they're serious about it. It sounds like they're talking about low E glass. Did they mention that to you? Either that, or they're talking about tinting. That the windows have been tinted. They've had a tinting material added to them, because I don't think low E glass by itself is going to keep the UV out. Well, they said a lot of the that heat. this has some kind of tinting on it, but you right. just don't notice it unless you put another glass in front of it. Yeah. And you do. It's got, like, sliding doors, so when you put one in front of the other, you can see that there is tinting. It's just right. not obvious. Ronnie, are these fairly new windows, or is this an older yes. home? No, okay. brand new house. Oh, it's a brand new house. And there's no well, documentation <clears throat> as to who the window manufacturer is? Correct. Hmm. I guess, how do you know it's... Well, I see that it's tinted in some areas. In some areas, you can't slide 
the windows, you know, it's like a, a permanently closed window over the door. So you can't slide another window over it to see if it has tinting. So how do you know it has tinting? And then what does 99% mean? Is that like 1% fat-free milk? <laughs> exactly. And you know, the difference between one and two is tremendous. Well, Ronnie, what you're trying to really understand here is you're trying to get to the facts on something that you really can't see that I guess a builder has, has put in for you. And the way to determine what... Uh, what you know, the window construction really means is by something called the NFRC label. That stands for the National Fenestration Rating Council. And it's a standardized label that was probably on your window at one point that perhaps since has been removed. But if you can find this label on the windows or if you can get in touch with the builder or the manufacturer and find out what the NFRC label stats are, you're going to learn a lot about the glass. They talk about things like the U-factor, which measures how well the window prevents heat from escaping. It has something called the solar heat gain coefficient, which measures how well the product blocks heat caused by sunlight. It has a number that determines how much air leakage can get through. And also something called the visible transmittance, which basically measures how much light, or UV, gets through. And the NFRC label is good because it's a standard by which all windows can be compared. I think at this stage, not having access to that information, it's going to be virtually impossible for you to know what that window can do for well, because you. Because it could have it, also been a film that was applied after the window was installed itself because they do make tinted window films, which say to do the same thing. They say that they reduce solar heat gain. So it could be that as well. Now, here's what you need to, here's what you need to do. You need to contact the builder or the window manufacturer and find out get a copy of the NFRC label for those windows. That's what's going to tell you what that window was tested to and what that window can actually do for you. You can't talk to the NFRC. You have to find the label and then use their that information to determine what you want. If you want more information on how windows are rated, you can go to their website, which is nfrc.org. That's nfrc for the National Fenestration Rating Council.org. Ronnie, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Hey, Money Pit listeners, did you know that a thief breaks into a home or business about every 15 seconds and most are going to choose an easy target? So maybe you want to think about making your home less appealing to those burglars than someone else's and hopefully that thief will move on. So if you're wondering the easiest way to scare a burglar away from your house, we'll have the answer to that question next. Money Pit. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you... You'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. I am always looking for a smart buy. That's why I'm so impressed with Pella Impervia Replacement Windows and Patio Doors. They're made from a fiberglass composite called Duracast. It's the strongest, most durable material available in windows and patio doors. It won't warp, sag, or crack in extreme temperatures. And it looks like painted wood, too. Best of all, Pella Impervia windows and patio doors are a strong value. You get quality Pella craftsmanship at a price to fit most any budget. 
For a free in-home consultation, call 800-944-6700. That's 800-944-6700. I have learned, the hard way, that you should never hang a bird feeder over your picnic table. I've learned that newly planted trees can support a hammock, but not a body. But I've also learned that, thanks to Vigoro Fertilizer, you don't have to be a genius, fortunately, to have a greener, healthier yard. Vigoro greens up in just 72 hours, but it also keeps guys like me from paving in the entire yard out of sheer frustration. Because Vigoro makes fertilizing simple. The instructions on the bag are actually easy to understand and easy to follow. You know exactly which kind to use, when to use it, and how. With Vigoro, it's amazingly simple to pull off a healthy green lawn. Get yours today exclusively at the Home Depot. And see just how Vigoro can make you look like a gardening genius. Even if you're not. Vigoro. Simply foolproof. Oh, honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not the heat, it's the humidity. My scrapbook, too. These pages are soggy. Not the heat, it's the humidity. But we have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? It's not the heat, it's the humidity. He's right, it's the humidity that adds to swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air whole home dehumidifier. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com. This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Metal Roofing Alliance. We call metal roofing investment-grade roofing because in your lifetime, a metal roof will save you money and add value to your home. To find a Metal Roofing Alliance contractor or to learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit www.metalroofing.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So, Leslie, you said it. Every 15 seconds, a burglar breaks into scary a home. Scary thought. Or a business. It is a scary thought. He must be a very busy burglar. <laughs> it, especially if he's doing all of the robbing nationwide. Exactly. But if we could just catch him, we'd probably solve the whole problem. <laughs> well, you know, a dark home is an easy target, letting a thief work on breaking in under the cover of darkness. But keeping burglars away by keeping lights on all the time gets very expensive. So what's the answer? Motion detectors, guys. They are inexpensive to buy and easy to install. These special lights surprise unwanted visitors by coming on when anyone gets within 50 feet of your house. They are a really safe, bright idea. I like that, Tom. A bright idea for lighting. You're so clever. Well, everybody, you want to be clever like Tom? We've I'm like got... a Segway king. I just, I just have to find a Segway. It's what you do. It's what you do. <laughs> All right, everybody. We've got a great prize like, this week. Good morning, honey. And speaking of morning, how's those eggs coming? <laughs> you That's are when I get hit terrible. With the spatula. Yeah, with the frying pan. <laughs> Kong, make your own darn eggs, Tom. That's what I was speaking say. of cast iron frying pans i better get to work today on some home improvement where's my hammer <laughs> well speaking of home improvement i've got a prize for you how's that tom i'm learning very good very learning good. you're learning the best you're learning all right everybody we've got a great prize it's the ryobi multitasket and what's so super cool about this is it acts like their stud finder it adheres to the wall with their vacuum grip technology it's a combination stud finder it's got an extra hand so you don't have to bribe your friends to come over it's got a magnetic tray to hold all the bits and bobs it's got a light if you need to have an extra light so you don't need to bribe anybody anymore you can do all those projects that require an extra hand on your own. 
You know what I like about it? That magnetic tray that you talked about holding the bits and the bobs. That's right. Because there's nothing that ruins a home improvement project quicker than not having a place to put your bits and your bobs. <laughs> Don't you agree? It's very frustrating. You know, when you work for the BBC for a long time, like I do with while right. you were out, you pick up British isms, bits and bulbs. Oh, and That's bits and bulbs British isms. Okay. Oh, grab all those bits and bulbs, Leslie. I'm like, the screws. Oh, okay, got it. The bits it. and the bobs. So got the bits it. and the bobs and everything else you need is contained within the Ryobi Multitask it. So give us a call right now. We'll throw your name in the Money Pit hard hat. You could win just that. 888-666-3974. The website, moneypit.com. Rod in Colorado is listening to the Money Pit on KNFO, and you've got a bathtub question. How can we help? I'm calling because I want to know if there's any resources out there to um, help me build a custom tub to make my bathroom seem bigger. A custom tub. You know, there's so many tubs that are available out there, Rod. Why would you want to build your own? Well, I have a very small condo, and um, the bathroom is this, a very tight room. It doubles as the washroom with the washer and dryer. And by building a custom tub, and uh, I can gain an extra uh, three to four inches. And I want it just wide enough to sit the um, shower door to slide across, and then I can sink the uh, far end into the wall. Okay, well, if you were to build it, um, and I'm not saying that I would, but if I was to do that, probably you would be building it much the same way that you line a shower pan, which is, in, in essence, a custom tub. Um, you frame it out with, with wood or whatever material you're using first, and then you use fiberglass, the same way you'd apply fiberglass like on a roof deck. You'd put layers of fiberglass and, and layers of resin um, together to kind of build up that shell. Now... On top of that, you're going to have to decide what kind of surface you want. Now, with a, with a shower pan, you typically use tile. But I guess it's possible to... Uh, you could do a tile tub. Well, I guess you could do a tile tub. I mean, maybe you could use the small mosaic tiles. Yeah, you could do a tile tub. If Even if you did just sort of like a rectangular tub and didn't give it a curved wall, you could do beautiful tile work in there. Right. That's, that's what I was thinking. And I understand that there's supposed to be uh, one one-hundredth grade to slope. Into the uh, drain? Well, as long as it slopes to the drain, you'll be okay. All right. So the water doesn't stand. All right, Rod, so you can do it. It's a lot of work, but it sounds like you've got a specific reason in mind. And, and if you use fiberglass to get it waterproof first, then the rest of it is just cosmetic. Okay. Okay? Uh, what kind of, uh, would I just use your basic grouting and uh, tile subsurface to uh, put that onto the fiberglass? Absolutely. You would adhere the tile to the fiberglass with an adhesive, and then you'd use grouting in between the, the tiles themselves. You might want to think about using an epoxy grout because it's not going to soak up the dirt quite as, quite as much as, the, as, as a sand grout would. Okay. All right, Rod? Thank you. Thank you so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit Man, that sounds like a big project for three it inches. It sure does. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't build my own tub. I'd build my Man. own shower, shower stall, but I wouldn't do a tub. And fiberglass isn't always the easiest stuff to work with. It's re it really isn't. It's <laughs> itchy and scratchy, and, and, and boy, if you don't get it right, it's going to leak. But you won't find out about that until you're done with your tile. Until your downstairs neighbor is mad at you. <laughs> All right, good luck to you, Rod. Okay, who's next? George from Tennessee is up next, and what can we do for you here at the Money Pit? Well, we have been having a lot of trouble with our commode. It's very erratic in its operation. Sometimes it uh, vortexes correctly and all the material disappears. Other times the 
Uh, George, how old is the toilet that you're working with? Well, I frankly don't know since it's not uh, mine. What do you think? Well, it will, you know, there's a way to tell, and that is you can lift up the lid of the toilet and look inside, and toilets are always dated. But the reason I ask that question is I'm trying to determine if it's a low-flow toilet. Uh, do you think it's more than 10 years old? Probably, yes. Hmm. Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, uh, if the toilet, if if the waste lines are not properly vented, you're not going to get good flow. If, of course, there's an obstruction there that you can't see, you're not going to get good flow. And and have you taken a look to make sure that there's nothing obstructed in there? There could be something that's lodged partway down the pipe. Well, we, uh, the owner's agent had got a plumber in here when we first came in, and the plumber was not able to find anything. Okay. I mean, we tried that, so I don't know. My wife still thinks there's something down the drain, maybe. She says the previous owner had dogs and cats, and she thinks there may be cat stirrers or something like that down the drain. Mm. I don't know. Well, let's not speculate as to what's in there, but generally if you're having a sluggish toilet like that, there's an obstruction somewhere. So I think your wife is, is probably correct. Now, I don't know if the plumber removed the toilet from the base, but that's probably a good place to start. Um, I've actually seen times where, where, where you get obstructions in the, in the throat of the toilet, in, in sort of the internal plumbing of the toilet. You've seen obstru obstructions that form there that can slow that water down. But if the water's not flowing down, there's a blockage somewhere, and you've got to identify that blockage. So, George, I think that your wife is right. Take her advice and keep looking for the obstruction because that sounds to me like why it's happening. Now, if it turns out that you check this out and you have a very, very young toilet, the only other thing I would con I would consider is if it's one of the one of the low flow toilets that's not vacuum pressure assisted. In other words, it works just on gravity. Those are 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 horribly inefficient. You have to flush them two and three times sometime. And if that's the case, I would just replace the toilet with a better quality one. George, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, Money Pit listeners, I'm sure you're familiar with this. Everybody knows about it. It's an American institution, practically. It's WD-40, and it's got, like, I would say, what, a zillion uses? In fact, they list them on their website. And even, you know, our infamous door story, guys, you know, my front door. When they finally put on the new hinges, I was opening and closing the door. <coughs> Whipped out my WD-40. No more screeching. Well, that's just one use. But, you know, one of the challenges of uh, using that stuff is always that it has, like, this big spray and it kind of gets all over the place. Well, we understand there's a new version of it now. It comes in a pen. And up next, we're going to talk to the CEO of WD-40. His name is Gary Ridge. And he's got some tips on this new product. And I also want to ask him about the history of this, of this uh, product because I think it's really interesting. Do you know that WD-40 was originally invented by rocket scientists? It's true. Learn more next. You live in a money pit. Money pit. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to this hour of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Let us help solve that do-it-yourself dilemma. The big ones and the little ones, the tiny ones, the annoying ones, the kind 
that the next product we're going to talk about can solve. Yeah, and that product we're talking about is WD-40. And if you've never used WD-40, my guess would be that either you live under a rock or you just don't know anything about home improvement. <laughs> it's crazy. It's good for everything. It's practically a staple in every do-it-yourselfers toolkit. And even folks who are not so handy use it. It's got hundreds of uses, everything from silencing squeaks to getting out grease. Exactly. And now you can take your WD-40 everywhere you go. It's in a little pen that makes it easy and mess-free. With us to talk about that is the CEO of WD-40, Gary Ridge. Hi, Gary. G'day, Tom. G'day, Leslie. Hey. Well, I good day. Talking now, to him. We love talking to you, Gary. And, and I'd like to start the interview by talking a little bit about the history of WD-40 because it's a product that has a really fascinating background to it. Tell us about it. Unbelievable. Yeah, we're 53 years old this year and uh, started in San Diego to stop uh, rust and corrosion in the umbilical cord of the Atlas space rocket and, in fact, the skin of the rocket. And I often say there were 39 really good formulas, but the 40th one was magnificent. <laughs> and uh, it was then named WD Water Displacement 40th Formula and now has an awareness, I think, in the U.S. and with some of our latest numbers of 98% of people know the brand, which is absolutely phenomenal. It's interesting. It's got to be one of the most well-known products in, uh, in the States, and, and if not the entire world. Now, Gary, this product has traditionally been uh, available through a spray can, an aerosol can, and, of course, it had the little straw... Ah, the ever-losing red straw. Yeah, that we were always losing it. And I know you came up with a container that's called the smart straw so that it's always attached. But now you've taken that in another step. You've made it very, very small so you can literally take the stuff wherever you go. So you can fix squeaks at neighbors' houses. Yeah, yeah squeaks on the go. The, <laughs> the Nomis pen is just perfect for WD-40 where you want it and nowhere else. And, you know, you can it fits in, into a glove box or into a toolbox, into a kitchen drawer, even in a handbag if you want to carry it in a handbag. But it uh, particularly was developed so that you can get a, a little bit of WD-40 wherever you want it. And the ladies love it. You know, our research was really... Um, focused on giving a product to, to ladies that, can, that they can use, that they feel comfortable with, and it allows them to use it for so many different things. Now, to describe this for our radio audience, we probably should say that it looks a lot like a highlighter. It has a felt tip that basically depresses and lets the material get into the felt tip, and then you really have a lot of accuracy with how you apply this. And I think that's important because there are some times when you don't want to overspray, you want to get it just where you need it. For example, I work a lot with uh, with television crews, as does Leslie, and I know that some of the crews that I've worked with, I've given them these pens, and they just throw them in their camera bag because there's a situation where you don't want a big stinking mess, but you do need to get just a little bit, say, on the tripod to lubricate it. And so whether you're working with really small things, say maybe even a fishing tackle box or something like that, or something very large, it's kind of cool that it, that it gets into this pen. Gary, why do you think it took so long to get the size down? Um, you know... It may look simple, but it wasn't that easy. Um, you know, there's a lot of research went into particularly that, that nib section that you talked about to make sure that we got enough product into the nib so that it could be used at, at an angle and upside down. Um, that, that took time to, to really perfect that. And I think we, we took about a year and a half and, and quite a substantial investment to get it to where we wanted to get it to. Well, I guess that's what makes you so successful that, you know, even something that appears simple to us right now really had just a tremendous amount of research of both engineering and consumer research in to make sure that you that you got it right. The other thing that's great, too, is 
the ladies told us that they wanted a low odour. And interestingly enough, the WD-40 that's in that pen is the same WD-40 that's in the can, but because it's not aerosolized, it doesn't bloom like it does when, it, you, know, when you spray it out of a can, when you go to use it, the odour is much less than if you were to use an aerosol can, even though it's exactly the same product. Well, I picked mine up the other day to take a sticker off a door I was putting in, so that's just one of the many, many uses. We, we didn't overspray the door. We just rubbed it right in the sticker, and off it came. Yes, well, you know, cleaning is really an area that WD-40 excels, you know, from taking sticky labels off a glass to removing scuff marks off the floor. You know, I, I've, I read some interesting stuff the other day um, on uses. You know, with the pen, you can do things like shine doll shoes, I even saw one here that someone told us they'd found a polish and shine seashells. <laughs> do you think that people are just wondering what other uses they can do for WD-40 so they just try it on anything? I think so. Listen to this one, Leslie. Cleans ostrich eggs for craft use. Wow. <laughs> it's very specific. I heard the other day from, from a friend of mine that swears it also cures his tennis elbow. Now, I don't know if you would recommend that <laughs> on the Is he rubbing it on the tennis elbow or drinking <laughs> wanna, it? That's I didn't want to ask. <laughs> Gary Ridge, CEO of WD-40. Gary, thanks again for joining us. It's a pretty cool story. I love the story of the invention of this stuff. Who would have thought it was started by a bunch of rocket scientists? I just love Gary's accent. I kind of have a thing for those crazy Aussies. Oh, boy. We ought to keep you two apart if you see Gary at the hardware show. <laughs> I really, it's just fantastic. I enjoy interviewing him anytime, Gary Ridge. All right, Money Pit listeners, do you want to cut two whole months off your cooling bills? Who doesn't? Well, no sweat. We'll tell you how to do just that after this. Money Pit! Mold is in your house. Chances are it's breeding behind your walls. In fact, it's been estimated that 70% of all homes could have mold in their wall cavities particularly when moisture is present. Fortunately, there's an ingenious new way to fight the problem. You see, until now, drywall had paper on both sides, and mold eats paper, which is why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor Plus from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor Plus has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you are building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor Plus. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. So I finally found the perfect house for you. Isn't it cute? Hardwood floors, remodeled kitchen, and look at that metal roof. Gee. <laughs> A metal roof? It looks so natural. It's gorgeous. Wow. Plus, metal roofing increases the value of your home and can reduce energy costs. Impressive. Now, about the kitchen. It's also maintenance-free and stands up to hail, high winds, and wildfires. So, ready to make an offer? Well, we'd like to look inside first. <laughs> really? Why? People who know about metal roofing love metal roofing. We call it investment-grade roofing because it adds value to your home and pays for itself many times over. In addition, it's built to endure for decades. To learn more, visit MetalRoofing.com. According to the authoritative residential cost handbook, a home's appraised value increases by $1.35 per square foot when it has a metal roof. Do the math and see why durable, beautiful, investment-grade metal roofing makes sense. For details or to find a contractor, log on to MetalRoofing.com. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. 
You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With Ryobi, you can actually afford them. Ryobi Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. Ryobi. Exclusively at the Home Depot. People often seek creative inspiration when choosing paint colors for their home. And there's no better online tool than Bear from Home, which lets you coordinate, preview, and now sample paint colors from home. Go to Bear, B-E-H-R dot com, to select from over 3,700 paint colors and order samples for home delivery. For more information, visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, when it comes to paint, there's good, better, and bear. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. The website, moneypit.com. Call us right now if you've got a question about your home improvement project, need some help solving the do-it-yourself dilemma, maybe you just want to win some cool stuff, we're giving away that Ryobi multitask it to one caller this hour. But right now, let's talk about your energy costs, because we know that the summer is around the corner, and it's going to cost you a whole bunch of money cooling your house. You want to reduce it? Think about this. You can cut two months off your air conditioning use by installing a whole house fan. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Tom, I already have an attic fan. No, we are not talking about an attic fan. We're talking about a whole house fan. Attic fans are going to increase your cooling bill. Exactly. Attic fan, bad. Whole house fan, good. That's a a totally another explanation, but has to do with the (laughs) fact that an attic fan will suck all of the hot air out of your attic and then reach into your house and steal the cool air. That's why attic fans are bad. But a whole house fan is good because if it's properly installed, you put it like sort of in the second floor ceiling or if it's a hallway, if it's a ranch, you put it in the ceiling kind of in the bedroom area. And then before you go to sleep or whenever you want some air through the house, you crack some windows open in different places around the house and then you set this thing to go on. Now, I used to have one in a condo that I own, which was really cool because we put it on a timer and we would set it to run for like an hour and there'd be a nice breeze being pulled through all the rooms in the house that we left windows open. And then we went to sleep, the timer shut it off and that was cool and I didn't run my air conditioner all night. So I think using a whole house fan is a great way to beat some of that air conditioning. And I figure you can knock at least a month off the season at the top of it, another month at the end of it. So, you know, you don't need to use that air conditioner quite as much. That's a great idea. It really is. And to think that it could just cool all that air and just move it and make you feel good and save you bucks, folks. That's fantastic. All right. We got another thing that's going to save you money because it's free if you win. That's right. We're giving away a prize. It's the Ryobi Multitasket. It's a fantastic thing. It's a laser level. It's got a magnetic tray. It's got a light if you need to work in a dark space or you're working under the hood of the car. It'll even stick itself there. So it's got a lot of great uses. And the coolest thing, it's got this yellow grippy robo hand looking thing. And if you're working with chair rail or long planks or long boards, or you just need an extra hand holding something, it'll do it for you. It's worth 35 bucks, but it could be yours for free if we answer your question on air and draw your name out of the Money Pit hard hat. So call in right now at 888-MONEY. Pit. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. Gordon in Florida wants to talk about boundaries. Are you trying to keep people in or keep people out? Trying to keep bugs out. <laughs> oh, bugs okay. out. Bugs. All right. How can we help you? 
I'm a floor, my daughter had built a, a farmhouse in North Carolina. Okay. With a deck all the way around, about uh, 56 feet long in front and back, and 30 feet on the sides, and it has a roof over it. But the problem is, it's attached to the house, of course, all the way around. But she's getting these wasps that come in from the farmland, and she's got about maybe a five five foot uh, open all the way around. And she's thinking about putting a picket fence with, uh, you know, a picket uh, uh, screen fence down from the from the deck to keep the wasps out. You mean actually turning this uh, this roofed deck area into a screen room? Yeah, I want to see the roof is uh, over the deck, all right. Right. But mm-hmm. she's getting the, 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 the bugs are going underneath, and they're making nests in the ground underneath. Right. And she's trying to find one way to keep them out. So is the concern specifically over wasps? It is. Okay. Well, Gordon, if you want, if the goal here is to try to keep the wasps away from the deck area, there's a couple of things that you can do. One approach, of course, is to screen the whole thing in, bottom, top, sides, all the way up to the underside of the roof. But the other things that you could do is take some steps to reduce the wasp population. Two things, really. If you hire a pest control professional, they can use an encapsulated bait that basically the wasp will take back to the nest and help eliminate the whole colony. The second thing, though, is to reduce the population through traps. And wasp traps are actually fairly easy. I mean, there's lots of online resources for do-it-yourself traps, but conceptually, they're usually plastic bottles or plastic sleeves with a very small opening and sort of a one-way door. And inside Well, you this, can even make one out of a, out of a soda, soda bottle, bottle, like a right? two-liter soda bottle. If you cut the top quarter off and turn it upside down so that the mouth part is now inside of the right. rest of the soda bottle and then tape it all together and you fill it with water and actually dish soap, it attracts them and they go in there and I hate to say it, they drown, but it gets rid of them. Yeah, either that or what I use apple juice. What do you put inside trap? Some water and some dish soap, or Tom knows of a way with apple juice. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. She had she had a professional come and spray it, but he can't get it all the way in, you know? Right. Well, it's, think of it this way. You're not going to completely eliminate them, Gordon. You're trying to reduce the populations. That's a good idea. Okay. So either soap, uh, dish water, or uh, apple juice. That's right. And you put it into a, a carton, like a carton of milk? No, no. Well, if you do that, they'll fly in and fly out. But the, but the wasp traps, as Leslie said, you can make your own or you can buy one. They're very inexpensive. Basically give the wasps a way to get in, and, and the smell of the soapy water, the smell of the apple juice or even soda works to get them in there. But then they can't find a, their way out, and they drown. Sounds like a good idea. All right, Gordon. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Mark in Pennsylvania is working on the bathroom floor. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, I'm putting in laminate flooring, and I have a question. When you put in uh, the laminate flooring, can you put uh, the toilet on top of that laminate flooring, being it's supposed to be a floating floor, or would it be best to cut around, uh, leaving the quarter-inch gap around the base of the toilet? And that's an excellent question. If the flange for the toilet is put in properly, it should end up being about flush with the new laminate floor. And then you put the wax seal on it. You can rest the, the, the toilet right on that. And as long as you have a good seal around that, uh, that drain, then you certainly can put it on top of it. In fact, it's the best way to do it because it's going to look the, the neatest and give you the best seal. But the key is that flange, making sure it's flat. Now, if it happens to be down a little bit low, there is an extension piece that can bring it up flush with the floor. Excellent. All right, Mark. Okay, thank you very much, sir. You're welcome, Mark. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. It sounds like Mark was flush with excitement <laughs> over that. And question. he chose the right flooring for the bathroom. So he all right, he's, I love he's laminate floor because it, it can look just like wood. You know, I just picked a laminate floor that looks like wood for my little dressing room off my bedroom at oh, home. Oh, cool. 
Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. It's good stuff. Good choice. Mark, thanks again for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Coming up, kicking the habit. We're not talking about smoking, although that would be a good thing. But how do you get rid of the odors in a home that's been inhabited by a smoker? We'll tell you that secret next. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is sponsored by The Home Depot. With a guaranteed low price and the know-how to make every dollar work harder. You can do it. We can help. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. one money pit is the phone number. MoneyPit.com is the website. So let's say... You're driving around, and you don't want to pick up the phone and call us. We understand. That's why you can shoot back home later on. Click on moneypit.com, then click on Ask Tom and Leslie, just like Kevin did from Callahan, Florida. He has a stinky problem. (laughs) That's right. Kevin writes, we just purchased a home, and the previous owners were smokers. So you know what the house smells like. Oh, I bet that's terrible. We plan on painting the walls with an oil-based primer. The ceilings are the popcorn type with texture, and home improvement stores advised me not to paint them. The other areas of concern is the carpet. It looks great, but it smells. Can you give me any advice on getting rid of this odor? Oh, yuck. That sounds well, terrible. Well, you have, a, uh, you have a, uh, a multi-surface problem there, Kevin. So let's tackle it one thing at a time. First of all, the carpet. I think, Leslie, that's going to be the most difficult place to get the smell out. Well, probably because it's permeated through down into the, the, the everything, the padding, probably the subfloor. Do you think if that was steam clean that, that they, they would be able to do enough to get it out? It might. It might do it, but it also might aggregate, aggravate the problem more. I think you really need to sort of attack it. If you can't steam clean it, if that doesn't work, you're probably going to just have to get it out of there. Yeah, you know, you might want to just invest in some steam cleaning because it's not really that expensive. Yeah, but rent the what, cleaner. Kevin, it's fun. Right. Before you even do that, here's what you do want to do. Um, you are going to need to prime not only the walls but the ceiling. And I do think that it's entirely possible and probably a good idea to prime even the textured ceiling. There are special rollers that are like slitted and spongy and designed to work with textured ceilings. You are going to need to prime, and I do think probably an oil-based primer is good. There are some very good latex-based primers as well. Bear has a product called Premium Plus Primer, which works very, very well. And any of those primers is going to do a great job at sealing in any of the smoke that's sort of attached to the surface of that wall. So prime everything, then use a good quality top coat. And then the last thing, again, steam clean that carpet. Do a really good job. Make sure you use plenty of water and flush it a lot. Leaving it open, that might actually do it and have the place smelling good in no time. That's great. Then you can stink it up yourself, Kevin. With a good cigar, perhaps. <laughs> well, life certainly has its ups and downs, especially if you're a garage door. That is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, that's got to be some sort of a life for a garage door. Every day you're up, you're high, and then you're low, you're down. <laughs> that's right, folks. We're talking about your garage door and some safety and maintenance tip for it. All right, garage doors, you have to make sure that the openers, they're a great convenience. It really makes a life a lot easier. But the door mechanisms have to be maintained. And I stress this because otherwise they operate unsafely. So to make sure that your garage door is safe and in all proper working order, you have to make sure you keep the door tracks and the rollers lubricated and make sure that your springs are properly adjusted. And also make sure to test the door's safety reverse mechanism as specified by the manufacturer. 
Doors that don't automatically go back up when something is in the way are dangerous, especially if you have kids or pets and they see that door coming down and they want to check it out. So make sure that works properly to avoid a really potentially dangerous accident. If you do all of that, you should be really happy with your garage and be operating in a safe manner as soon as possible. Great advice as always. Well, coming up next week on The Money Pit, we're going to talk about one of the toughest painting jobs in the house, and that is the kitchen. The kitchen is a tough place to paint because you get grease, you get food, you get all kinds of junk. You know, I hate to admit this, but we even have some wine stains on our walls. (laughs) Don't ask me how that happened. It was an honest mistake, but they really were a mess, and they were really, really hard to get off. Well, there's some new technology out there in paints designed specifically for kitchens, and we're going to talk about that next week on the program. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 hey,